Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 9th of February, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. About a month ago, we mentioned that the trial had begun for a group of eight young adults accused of attacking and killing a 19-year-old outside a nightclub in Villa Hessel in January of 2020. On Monday the 6th, the judges ruled that all of them were responsible for the death of Fernando Baez Sosa and unanimously rejected the motion for annulment made by the defendant's lawyer. Because the crime shook the nation, the sentence was highly anticipated. Five out of the eight have been convicted of double aggravated homicide and sentenced to life imprisonment, while the other three were found guilty of playing a secondary role and were given 15 years. The mother and father of the victim said that they are glad their son can now rest in peace, but expressed dissatisfaction with the fact that three of them were not sentenced to life imprisonment. They will support the quest for the defense lawyers to seek harsher sentences on appeal. In other news, the government is deploying artificial intelligence tools to track inflation, developed by the state-run software and satellite agency, RSAT, The system provides access to live pricing for goods at supermarkets and allows the government to check whether the prices posted online comply with the current rules on price increases. As you may recall, authorities negotiated deals with companies to control the speed of price increases, a deal that will soon include fruits and vegetables. On that note, the central bank will issue a new, well, banknote. The 2,000 peso bill, the equivalent of about five U.S. dollars, will be the largest denomination today, a necessary and most likely insufficient measure amid soaring inflation. Citizens have been demanding larger denomination bills for years as they have to carry increasingly bigger piles of cash to pay for everyday purchases. In fact, some banks had to build new vaults to store the quantity of banknotes. Still, authorities were reluctant, partly due to the cost and partly due to the fact that it represents the failure to control inflation. We don't know when the 2,000 peso bill will become available, but we do know that it will feature doctors Cecilia Grierson and Ramon Carisho. Natural gas prices can't escape inflation, and so the government is banking on the Vaca Muerta shale patch and the upcoming Nestor Kirchner gas pipeline to provide some relief. According to the Energy Secretariat, activity from Vaca Muerta continues to rise with an increase of 34% compared to 2021. The new pipeline, which will extend more than a thousand kilometers from Vaca Muerta, to Buenos Aires could be inaugurated in the middle of this year. Speaking of energy, Economy Minister Sergio Massa met with the Australian billionaire James Packer to discuss potential investments in energy and mining. As we already know, Argentina is one of the main prospects to produce lithium, but miners are also doubling down on copper. Still, mining industry exports last year suffered a drop in volume, but an increase in value as a consequence of the high international prices. According to the report from the Economic Sectors Research, this is due to a strong drop in aluminum shipments. 
In any case, it is not clear if the negotiations that Massa and Packer are in have more to do with vaca muerta, lithium, copper, or something else entirely. What has also plunged are grain exports. Between 2022 and 2023, Argentina expects to export less than 6 million tons of soybeans, a significant drop from the average 10 million it was shipping a few years ago. The truth is, Argentina's agricultural sector continues to be affected by a prolonged drought, which has so far resulted in a 60% decrease in grain and oilseed export revenue in January compared to the same month in 2022. In fact, the economy minister, together with other senior officials, announced to farmers that they are working on relief measures against drought. The measures include a rotating and renewable fund of 5 billion pesos to provide direct assistance via provincial and municipal governments, the suspension of advanced income taxation for earning levels below 50 million pesos, or $130,000, an extra 15 points of interest rate subsidies, and a credit line of 50 billion pesos, $130 million, offered by Banco Nacion to small farmers. From the economy minister to the cabinet chief, President Fernandez confirmed that cabinet chief Juan Mansur will be leaving his position. He will be returning to the province of Tucumán to ensure his party triumphs in the upcoming provincial elections. Rumor has it that a replacement has already been chosen, but it hasn't been announced yet. For the time being, many speculate it could be Afi Intelligence Services trustee Agustino Rossi, Deputy Cabinet Chief Juan Manuel Olmos, and Argentina's ambassador to Brazil, Daniel Scioli. Naturally, the ruling party is not the only one getting ready for the elections. This week, the opposition leader, Lilita Carrió, announced she intends to run for president once again in the upcoming 2023 elections. The 66-year-old Coalición Cívica Ari leader said that her party is looking to put up a presidential hopeful in upcoming primaries for the opposition Juntos por el Cambio coalition. Moving on, Argentina is still waiting to join BRICS. The bloc made headlines this week as South Africa confirmed its plans to conduct joint naval drills with Russia and China. Meanwhile, Argentina is still seeking the support of Chinese leaders to accept the application which was formally submitted in September of last year. Since we're on the topic of applications, Argentina officially presented a joint bid with Uruguay, Paraguay, and Chile to host the 2030 FIFA World Cup. On Tuesday the 7th, the president of the CONMEBOL formally announced the bid, which in case of becoming successful, would be the first time four countries came together to co-host the event. Perhaps five, as President Fernandez said he also wants to add Bolivia to the bid. 2030 would mark a century since the first tournament was held in Uruguay. Argentines are fired up by the prospect of co-hosting the World Cup. Or perhaps it's just the record-breaking heat that's hitting South America. Temperatures in the next few days are forecast to reach the mid to high 30s Celsius or 90s Fahrenheit across the country, with maximum temperatures possibly 
hitting 40 degrees Celsius or 100 degrees Fahrenheit in northern Argentina. The extreme heat is expected to continue at least until the middle of February. Then again, it could be carnivals. It wouldn't be carnival season without some heat. Yes, the 2023 carnival has already begun, even if many don't know it. Technically, the 4th of February marked the first day of this celebration, which will continue until the start of March. The most significant days, however, will be between the 18th and 21st of February, as both Monday the 20th and Tuesday the 21st are national holidays. If you're looking for ways to celebrate or are simply interested in experiencing the carnival season, the Buenos Aires Times news outlet published a complete guide on the main celebrations taking place in the capital. However, keep in mind that other provinces, like Córdoba, Corrientes, and Entre Rios, among others, host the largest celebrations. To check out the article, follow the link in the show notes. Speaking of Entre Rios, American billionaire Gilbert Butler has bought three islands in the lower section of the Uruguay River and will donate them to the government of Uruguay and the province of Entre Rios to create a natural park. The donation aims to preserve the area and, through various programs, encourage community interaction with the islands. And that's it for this week. And guess what? We have a Mastodon account. Check out our instance, Rorschach.social. If you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know more about it, check out the link in the show notes to the Substack. Nos vemos la próxima semana.